0: Welcome to an all-new episode of Wonderfilled Week. I am your host, Caitlin Corey. Today, I am launching a two-part miniseries entitled, Turning Grief into Action. I had the privilege of having two very insightful and honest conversations with two lovely women who have each suffered tremendous loss and have turned their grief into action in hopes of helping other people navigate their grief. On today's episode, I welcome Emma Dutton, co-founder of Untangle Grief. Emma was studying computer science at university when her dad was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and passed away 18 months later. His funeral was the day before her graduation. In the last three years, Emma has been inspired by his legacy to help others through their grief with empathy, compassion, and community. In 2021, she co-founded Untangle Grief alongside her friend Emily, Providing a safe space for those who are grieving via a digital app and an online portal. Untangle Grief helps rebuild life after loss by connecting like minded people and experts so that no one has to grieve alone. You can learn more about Emma and her business by downloading her app Untangle Grief, visiting her website untanglegrief.com, or following on all social medias at Untangle Grief. Without further ado, please enjoy part one. Of turning grief into action with Emma
1: Dutton. Buried the dark, a constant, Hello
0: Emma, welcome to Wonder Filled Week.
2: Hello, thank you for having me.
0: Of course, it's my pleasure. I want to first thank you for making time to speak with me today for part one of a mini series I am calling Turning Grief into Action. I appreciate you being here to share with us your personal journey and your latest venture, Untangle Grief. So let's go back to before your venture came to be. Can you please tell us how your personal journey of loss ultimately led you to launching Untangle Grief?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Great question to start start the scene, to set the scene. So um, when I was 22, so about four years ago now, um, well, actually a bit earlier than that, when I was about kind of 2021, 20, my dad was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. Um, it completely came out of the blue. He was one of those people, didn't go to the doctors, um never really had an illness in his life, and then, you know, sod's law, <laughs> you end up getting all of them at once. um so, yeah, he was just unwell for a bit, but it was again, it was very um, his symptoms were very mild and and they didn't really, i suppose manifest in a traditional way. Um, So there was a couple of months where he wasn't well, but we didn't know why. And he didn't know why. Um, And slowly he started seeing the doctor and then they sent him for tests. And basically it turned out that he had stage four cancer that had started in his lungs and already metastasized. Um, So he had it in his brain already, um, which was... You know, really hard news to take when I was when I was so young, and, and it was very confusing because he hadn't had symptoms, he'd been really well, um, and that really started the journey of the next eighteen months where he was in and out of treatment. He had chemotherapy, radiotherapy, surgery, was on trial drugs, like had everything under the sun, um, and he was always palliative. The fact that he had it, it had already spread. It was always about caring for him in the best way and it was never about finding a cure which was something that I just couldn't get my head around. Um, It was my first big big experience of kind of medical problems in the family and I didn't understand that actually sometimes you know there isn't a cure and and, you know it's about making someone comfortable. Um, So that was really the start and then obviously towards the end of that 18-20 months he did pass away um, which (laughs) was a whole kind of ballgame in itself, because you do get quite used to the cadence of um almost the drama. Like, you know, there was always doctors' appointments to go to and test results to to get back. And your mind was very busy and there was always things to do. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, he he just got sicker and sicker um, and then ultimately passed away when I was twenty two. And it was just after I'd finished my final exams at university. Um, and kind of two weeks before my graduation.
0: So yeah, really, really
2: difficult time.
0: And I think there's a lot to unpack there too, but it's true. I think, you know, from personal experience, when someone is ill and you're essentially part of their caretaking team, you are constantly busy. And sometimes the busyness feels, you know, you're not going to cure it, like you said, but you're doing something to help and to aid and it fills your time. And Mm -hmm. then when it's no longer there, it's the loss, not only of the person, but of this busyness to keep your mind occupied so then you're left with this sort of blank canvas where do i go what do i do plus you were finishing up school so then you don't even have school as a distraction anymore and it's just sort of all right there so
2: yeah completely you have a role when someone's ill um as you said you're a caretaker you know you've got things like medicine to think about doctor's appointments but when that all goes away and you're confronted with the grief you, you're really kind of sat in your own feelings then
0: absolutely well I want to first extend my sincerest condolences to you on the loss of your father I want to say that right at the front and having been such a pivotal time in your life so close to graduating from university I imagine that was truly an impossible time and I commend you for navigating life after a loss while simultaneously seeing your studies through that is honestly I don't know how you did it but I think is it just one of those things where you had to do it so you did it
2: yeah completely thank you so yeah. much they're such kind words but yeah
0: I just I just didn't really have an option <laughs> right um, yeah just power through yeah Oh, my gosh. Well, having been studying at university and planning your future career before this happened, before your tremendous loss, was there a different field you envisioned working in? And then this tragedy changed the course of your path in life's work? Or were you always going to be, you think, in the software engineering in some capacity?
2: Yeah, so I studied computer science at university, which actually in, in a kind of unknowing way was a bit of a homage to my dad, who was a software engineer. Um, He'd mm. always... I was very, very close to him growing up and really um really inspired by the kind of person he was. He was incredibly incredibly uh intelligent, logical problem solver, you know you know when you're growing up and your dad can just do anything like they know everything, they can fix everything <laughs> um, absolutely yeah, he was one of those characters, and I think I really wanted to emulate the type of person he was. Um, and it was interesting because I never he was he was very um, wasn't pushy He was very relaxed about my kind of educational choices and what I wanted to do. And I actually, you know, when I was younger was rattling through a list of potential career choices. And then I turned around to him and said, oh, I think I want to study computer science. And he, he was like, Oh wow. Well, okay. Uh he was like that's great because I can help and I can advise and I wow. can point you in the right direction but I really didn't expect <laughs> expect you to want to do that. Um so I think there was like a huge influence there and I remember you know being a young child and and kind of being sat on his knee whilst he was I don't know using word documents and things like that back in the day when this was like in like kind of late 90s early 2000s right. where kind of home computing was becoming a thing so yeah I think I was always interested in science and technology because of him um in terms of in terms of what I've ended up doing creating this business around grief and around loss and how to help people using technology that definitely wasn't on the table (laughs) um I think if if I hadn't have gone through the life experience that I did and the loss that I did I'd probably have just gone into kind of financial tech or just some i don't know just i wouldn't have been so passionate about using technology to to try and help people in those really dark times and those really hard times um i probably i didn't i wouldn't have have gone down this path no
0: yeah that makes sense to me because i think oftentimes our life experiences specifically loss it shifts our perspective and the lens sort of becomes clearer on our mission about what you know we're meant to do Because of course, you could have a successful career in this industry in a multitude of different ways. But I feel like when you follow sort of, when you listen to your intuition and say, my life is sort of leading me in this direction, and let me listen to that, and let me follow that lead, I think then your work and your life do get intertwined, but you become more passionate about your work. Your work is no longer a nine to five, clock in, clock out type of thing, and you're just trying to get to Friday. It's more like you're it's your mission, it becomes more of a mission, Mm -hmm. would you agree?
2: Yeah, completely, completely, and I think I found it when, when I was going through the kind of the post-death process with my mum and my sister, and I was watching my mum have to go through this, such a difficult time, emotionally, obviously, but also, you know, practically, she was, on her own having to change all these like details on their like house the bills the subscription she was now worrying about her financial future because her retirement plans and the income the household income had changed like really kind of gritty admin um, that people don't like doing at the best of times let alone when they're in a really hard emotional place and i remember just being kind of staggered that there wasn't like we have such amazing technology if you think about kind of mobile banking and and other consumer products but there wasn't something that was looking at these at these people who were going through such a complicated difficult time and actually designing for them um, and I think that's as you said when the two pieces came together like my real drive to, to help people in a similar situation that my family found themselves in but also my understanding of kind of user-centric design and technological infrastructure and i was like wait why is this (laughs) why does this not exist um so yeah i completely agree it was it was the alignment of the life experience and also the kind of knowledge and skill set that really married up together
0: yeah i think what people don't take into consideration and it's hard when it's your first loss like this was for you it's it's there's a lot that goes into it you're you're not really allowed the time to just be grieving to just be home and to take that time no one there's not like a little fairy who's going to come do these things for you and there's so many things that go into you know whether it's about an estate a house bank accounts and even just planning this the ceremonies memorials or funerals that you're planning so many details and you're already living in a fog after this loss and then the last thing you want to do like you said is to to do this checklist of tedious things that are painful that you don't want to be doing and I feel like you saw a need and you saw a hole and you said, let me fill this. And so tell me how, how did Untangle Grief come to be? How did you say, I'm going to be the person who fills this hole?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, I realized this problem, as you said, I realized that it was just kind of ridiculous that there wasn't a solution already. Um, and that kind of set the seed. And so for the next kind of probably, probably a year, 18 months, I was just, in my current job, so I'd obviously graduated, I've got my first job, was kind of trying to (laughs) to also just become an adult because obviously it was quite a a transitionary point and it was kind of mulling away in the background. I didn't really know that I was going to act on it and then I came across a program for kind of people who were entrepreneurs people who wanted to use business to solve um like a social problem in the world um business and technology and i found that just really exciting and i i was just really kind of yeah i thought it was so cool to do something really creative and really um focused around technology to actually make people's lives better um and i i was a bit worried at first because i was like oh i don't think I don't think I've got enough experience to sign myself up for this. I'll wait a bit and I'll I'll do a couple more years in my job. And um and then I found that I was I was kind of like observing my behaviors and I was telling all of my friends about this position and was trying to encourage them to do it. Um, and they were all like, Oh, this is great, but no, thank you. Um, and I was like, Oh, but it sounds so cool. You should totally do it. You'd love it. Um, and then I realized after like the fifth person, I was trying to convince to do it that actually maybe I wanted to do it, yeah. <laughs> um, which was interesting. So I was like, okay, maybe I should think about this. Um, I went to the open day and I, and basically it was a, a business builder program where they take people from lots of different sectors and they kind of coach them on business and entrepreneurship and they help facilitate them to find a co-founder and to set up the business and to kind of crystallize their idea and all that, all that good stuff. So ended up, ended up joining. Um, it was amazing. It was wonderful. And that is where I met my co-founder. Um, so we came together when we recognized we both had this alignment over these, these huge life losses. So, uh, my co-founder Emily, she'd also gone through losses. Her parents had been divorced. Um, There was a lot of of synergy around um, our experiences of grief and our experiences of, you know, having to pick up the pieces after really difficult life events. Um, And that's where we came together and we realized that something should be done in this space. Um, And yeah, that was about 18 months ago now.
0: So wow. and the business is already growing. Yeah,
2: so exactly. We did a couple of months of just heads down research. We interviewed a bunch of people, um people around the industry as well. So we you know, we spoke to priests and doctors and nurses and anyone that had touched the lives of grieving people or and then we also spoke to people who'd been through lots of different types of losses Um, and that's where really we came up with um, our proposed first solution to the problem and yeah really kind of started putting our stake in the ground.
0: Wow okay so just to give everyone an idea what can we expect from Untangled Grief if we download the app and how exactly does it work and I am a member.
2: Oh, amazing. Um, So yeah, so Untangle Grief at the moment, we're really focused around three key themes. Um, We want to support everyone to navigate life after loss. And the way that we do that is through information, services and community. Um, So the way that you can access us is either through the web or you can download our app. And basically, we recognize that, you know, there's a bunch of practical tasks that you need to do, but you also need that emotional support. You also need the social support of people that have been through it. Um, and right now, what that looks like is we have lots of different forums um, on our new website that's launching soon. <laughs> and you can ask questions to other people who've been on... Uh, who experience the same thing as you, you can find people who can relate to the loss that you've been through. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can also if you need, you know, sometimes people need professional help. So if you need to speak to a therapist, or if you need to speak to a solicitor, you can also find that through our community as well.
0: Wow, there's a lot on there. And having downloaded the app at the beginning of the year, and exploring it a bit, what strikes me and what I love about it is that there are different elements. So I like the weekly articles of people sharing their grief stories and journeys the personal one-on-one support if you're the type of person who does best in that scenario. But also what my favorite part is, is the group setting where you're sort of matched with other people who may be in similar situations who have suffered maybe similar losses. And what I enjoy about it is not only are you in this sort of, I'd compare it to like a group chat, but what I like about it is it's gentle. You know, there's reminders that you can be as active or inactive as possible. I like to read them. Some people like to share, some people don't. And there's something for everyone. And I think... What separates you and your co-founder Emily is that because you've experienced loss and you've experienced grief, you're coming at this business with that personal background of knowing how it feels. And I think that makes all the difference. Then if someone just said, oh, I noticed this was missing. I haven't really suffered any loss, but I can fill this in. But I think it makes that big difference or just like that special touch that you both have experienced loss and you know how it feels. And I think that that empathy helps others so much mm.
2: yeah thank you that's such that's such nice feedback yeah. um and I do I think it's so important one of the really core pieces of research that we found even from interviewing um all those people was it's it's so powerful when you find people that relate to your experience and actually by having those small match groups It is, you know, loss is incredibly different, but there are lots of similarities that you can find with someone that's had a similar experience or a similar loss type to you. And I think those those similarities are so comforting when actually, you know, in the world, it's actually quite hard to find friends, family, who've had um, a similar experience. And I know even from before I started Untangle, I had one particular friend who'd lost her mum from cancer roughly around the same time as me. And it was so nice to just have someone to be like, oh, did you also go through this? Did you also, you know, did your mum also do this thing? Um, And they were both like really kind of really sad, kind of tragic things, but also kind of silly little funny things. Um, And it was just really nice to have someone be like, oh my gosh, I completely understand. I had that too. Um, yeah. So
0: I think that power of relations is is really important. Really important because something about grief is you could be in a room full of people, but you can feel alone and you could, it's just such an isolating experience from, from my personal experience. And I'm sure others feel the same that you can feel so alone and like your person is no longer there, whatever you suffered is you could just feel like no one else understands exactly what you're going through, and they may not, you know, a hundred percent. Everyone grieves differently. Everyone processes things differently. But you do offer an array of different ways and different styles. If people like research and articles, you have that there for those type of people who find comfort in that. If people like one-on-one chatting or groups, was it important for you to sort of have something for everyone? Do you, are you guys keeping that in mind as you move forward?
2: Yeah, completely. Um, And I think that is one of the things that we have to be really mindful of um, and really open to almost co-create this solution with our, our community. Because yes, you know, we have a small team and we've all had our experiences, but we're like, you know six people in a world <laughs> like yeah. there's so many variations on on those experiences so I think a re- it's, it's really important and it's one of our values as a business is to be um, incredibly collaborative and incredibly open-minded and we we love it when people send us feedback and when they say well you know well have you thought about this what about this it would really help me um, because our goal is to help all different types of people navigate their loss um, and in doing so we have to be super representative and super
0: open yeah well you're cultivating a community of people who they have something in common but there's something for everyone and, and i'm not the only one who thinks that what you're doing is amazing i was reading some of the feedback on your website UntangleGrief.com, and jeremy a member said untangle helped me through the aftermath of my dad's death they handled the whole process with patience and care i really owe it to them Another member, Rishi, said, death admin isn't something you ever think about before a loss, and that is why Untangle is so important. They picked me up and pointed me in the right direction. So I wonder, how does it feel to receive such positive feedback about something you and Emily created that is helping people during their darkest hours? I mean, that has to feel good. It does. It's
2: wonderful. It's quite, um, I'm one of those people that's not very good at taking compliments. <laughs> so it's quite like, oh my gosh, that's really intense. But it is, you know, it is amazing to know that people are really finding comfort in what we're doing. Um, we we believed from day one that, that, that this was a need and that there was a problem here. And actually to to try to create, a space to, to solve that problem. Um, and actually people say, yeah, this is really helping for me is incredibly valuable and rewarding. And also, you know, just proves to us that, that, you know, that there is a problem here (laughs) and, um, it shows that there's a huge amount, a huge amount to do really, um, which really inspires us to, to keep pushing the boundaries of what's expected, um, and really, really work on finding out what, what that kind of ideal situation looks like and how we can um, make people feel as supported as possible through these huge life changes.
0: Yeah, and well, speaking of life changes, we're all sort of collectively going through one with the pandemic. So the pandemic is a difficult time for people all around the world. We've been collectively grieving I would say, have you seen an influx in users since the pandemic seeing as healing isn't linear? And I know for me, speaking to my friends who have suffered loss, even if their loss was years ago, the pandemic is bringing up and the isolation, the quarantine is bringing up a lot of that grief that maybe they didn't fully deal with or fully have closure on. Have you been seeing an influx in users since we're all grieving collectively?
2: Yeah, actually, absolutely. Like, you've really hit the nail on the head. And it was super interesting for us because back in kind of the early days of the pandemic, um, back in March for the UK, we, so we ran weekly Zoom meetings and we noticed that in that lock, that initial lockdown period, more and more people were coming to these meetings who their loss was like five, 10 years ago. But actually, you know, the act of not being able to see their friends and family, not being able to do their normal coping mechanisms, not being able to go to work was, as you said, bringing up these feelings of grief and isolation and loss. And, you know, when you're confronted on the news by a daily death count and, and fear and anxiety around your own mortality, it really does bring up these Anxiety-inducing and grief-related feelings, even if the loss was 10 years ago, it doesn't make it any less hard to process. Um, yeah. and as you say, completely, completely agree that the grieving process isn't linear, and we've had members who are in their 60s and 70s who lost their parent in their 20s, and they're very much going through the same emotions as maybe another member who it was six months ago. Um, I think it's so um, kind of specific to your type of personality and your experiences, the way that you unpack that grief. Um, so it really can pop up (laughs) um, well into the future. Um, And that's something that is, I think, really important for people to recognize that it's it's not that neat process where you kind of tick off the feelings in in the right month. Um, It can go on, well, it never really goes away. It just comes in different phases.
0: I agree. And when they try to say like the stages of grief and you think it could just be like a checklist, like your to-do list, (laughs) but it's just not quite that simple, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, I know. I haven't, I've been meaning to read up on this, but apparently um, that stages of grief thing was completely taken out of context. And it was actually initially written about um, people who have been diagnosed with a terminal illness. And it's actually the phases that they go through uh, when they've been presented with a terminal diagnosis. And somewhere in, in the history of it, it's been (laughs) miss <laughs> miscommunicated yes, it really to grief. Has. that is an yeah. ultimate
0: game of telephone because thinking of it in those terms it actually makes more sense and it seems like it would be more applicable but to the grieving process and as a person and everyone has suffered you know grief in some form or another i think we would all laugh at that thinking there's no way it's not really that simple neat and in a box with a bow it's just not not that that's not how grief works unfortunately <laughs> Exactly. Humans aren't that straightforward. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, your personal experiences and your life's work have now become intertwined, and I imagine you've done a lot of self-reflection over the course of bringing Untangle to life. What have you learned about yourself during the process of bringing your vision to fruition?
2: Yeah, that's a really great question. Um Yeah, that's a great question, and I think it's I think when you start to combine things that you're really passionate about with your day job um, it's actually incredibly important to have that self-reflection and have that space to do the self-reflection so um, within the team emily and i we have coaching which is almost like a business form of therapy we sit with um, a coach who helps us work through you know thoughts problems feelings and then personally i've i'm always had always been a big advocate of therapy i think it's just really wonderful to have a space to kind of sift through those feelings and automatic responses um and that has actually allowed me to have the space to think about you know what does this this journey mean for me um in terms of co-founding a business that is so so closely linked to my experiences and I think one thing that I've really learned about myself, which again, I didn't realize until I had one of these therapy sessions and I kind of talked through it was I, I didn't, I didn't necessarily grieve in like a typical way again, as we've just realized there is no typical way. But Definitely. I am not really. I'm not. I'm not someone. I struggle to get emotional. I struggle to kind of show emotion. I don't really cry. Again, I think it's kind of a weird childhood thing, but um, <laughs> I've ended up as a very kind of pragmatic, kind of activity-based person, um, and I've always found it very difficult to to like get into those emotional feelings, um, which at times has made me worry. You know, like, am I doing grief right? Should I be more upset? Should I be crying on anniversaries? But one thing that came up for me in one of these therapy sessions was, um, the therapist pointed out that actually she was saying how I take my dad's memory into what I'm doing every single day. And I think her framing of that and her kind of saying that out loud, I was like, wow, that's actually amazing. Like, how amazing is it to be so inspired and in such honor of someone that you almost dedicate your life to creating something in their honor, like that's cool
1: <laughs> um oh,
2: that's really cool, yeah and i I'm so happy with that because my dad was a huge influence in my life, and to think that that i'm I'm doing something that is so driven by my absolute love and gratitude for his existence um yeah, I might, you know, I might not, I might not cry. I might not, uh, again, not that there's like good and bad in these things, but it's just nice for me to find, to find where I'm carrying him in my life. Um, so I think that was,
0: yeah, a really interesting thing to learn about myself. Well, that's one thing that I love about therapy is because sometimes we're with ourselves all the time and it's hard to observe exactly what we're doing. And and what it means, but for those fresh eyes, unbiased eyes to look at you and say, you know, don't beat yourself up that you're not crying or that you're not, you know, there's, there is no right or wrong way. And there's no one way to do things. But what you're doing is such a beautiful tribute. And you, your dad is intertwined in everything that you're doing. And you might not, when you're in work mode, I'm sure you're not like thinking about your dad on the forefront as you're like doing the software stuff. But he's there because he did that for his career and he influenced you in that way and he got you excited about science and and you were sitting there in his lap like in the late 90s you know looking at the computer and he's with you in every every part of the fabric he's sewn in so i think that's one thing that people can take away too is don't compare yourself to how other people are doing really anything that's hard to do but especially with grief i think we have to give ourselves grace and sort of just say I might not look like the prototype of what other people or how this is depicted in movies or TV shows, but I'm doing things my way. And it's still, quote unquote, right. Because if it feels right, it is right.
2: Yeah, I think you're so right with that. I think there is no right way. Um, and you just have to trust your gut, I think. I, your body will tell you what it needs. And if if it needs a day off, if it needs a nap, if it needs a walk, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. trying to really listen to it and respect it. Um, it's quite hard to do, but I think a really,
0: really comforting thing to do. Yeah. I had a guest on last week and we were talking about, um, struggling with eating disorders. And she said something that stuck with me. That was your body never lies. Like your mind can play tricks on you and your heart can lead you down a certain road that may not be right. You could get, you know, taken by distractions, but your body will never lie. And I think that's so true. Like we have to listen to our bodies and say what, what feels right. I have a question that wasn't on our list, so if you don't want to answer, feel free not to, but how does your family feel about you launching this really in memory of your dad? Do they feel super proud of you?
2: Yeah, oh, that's an interesting one. I I think they are. I think my mom is, (laughs) bless her heart, she doesn't fully understand. but she loves it. And whenever there's a podcast or there's an article, she gets really excited and shares it with her
0: friends. (laughs)
2: That's that's all moms
0: really want anyway.
2: (laughs) Exactly, that's the universal sign that she's proud and she's happy. Um, And I think, you know, in the the early days when I was like, I'm gonna quit my job and start a business, I think she was slightly terrified. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but I think she is she's really, yeah, really happy and really grateful that I can um, connect with my dad on a way that um, that feels, yeah, feels really positive. Fun.
0: Well, Untangle is new, but it is continually growing. People are receptive, engaged and finding your business to be extremely helpful. What is your highest vision for Untangle Grief and what is your ultimate dream for the brand and business?
2: wow the lofty heights (laughs) um so i think you know we want to help we want to help people navigate life after loss and as i kind of alluded to at the beginning that means so many things for different people so we to for for us to be able to execute on that we have to be super aware of of lots of different people's needs because support to one person might be, you know, someone ringing them up and talking them through the steps that they need to do to fill out some paperwork. Support to another person might be finding a local peer um, to go for a walk in the park with once a week. So I think it's really exciting for us because it's actually a really creative challenge. Um, So to be able to deliver that support to, to the people that need it is really important, but also, taking a step to the left and thinking about grief um grief as we've we've touched on here is actually incredibly multifaceted you can grieve for for the loss of a loved one but you can also grieve for you know a medical diagnosis or a chronic condition. Um, And we've actually seen people come to us um, for different types of loss and different types of grief, for example, divorce, uh, chronic illness, retirement even. Um, So actually to, to facilitate spaces for those types of grief and those types of loss would be incredibly incredible it would make my heart warm and fluffy um, so i think yeah building a brand that is really representative and and genuinely helps people at the hardest times of their lives
0: would just be amazing yeah and it's it's already and it's going to continue to be so inclusive mm-hmm. because it's not just that standard grief of a lost loved one and this is what we're doing and sorry this is all we're about like you're saying, it could be divorce. We grieve in so many different ways as humans and and to have a space where you can feel seen and connected and and you're really just cultivating a community of people and they're just going to continue to benefit from what you're doing. So really phenomenal work what you're doing. I'm just very inspired by you. Thank you so much. I know you much. don't like taking compliments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm glad I know that's, I know that's <laughs> not your thing. Well, Emma, I want to thank you for joining me on Wonderfield Week today and sharing your experience and your work with us. I am excited to follow along and cheer you on from the sidelines as Untangle continues to flourish and enrich the lives of others. And I encourage my listeners to do the same. So where can we find you on social media? We know we're going to download the app. I already have it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So we try to make it as simple as possible. Um, so all of
2: our handles are at Untangle Grief. So that's uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And the website is www.untanglegrief.com
0: Perfect. And I love your website because there's a lot on there too. In addition to the, the app, there's even more on the website. There's a blog. And then can you tell us about quickly about the uh, cards for grieving that people can order?
2: Yes, yep. So on the website um, you can purchase a pack of cards for grieving. Um, That was a really interesting collaboration we did with a designer. And there's 52 cards. They act almost as almost like journal prompts. Um, So there's different kind of reflection pieces and a little space. They're kind of modeled around postcards, but you know that you can keep them, you could give them to a friend, you could mm. share them, um, put them on your wall, whatever whatever yeah. makes sense for you. But really just to have a little bit of time and um, a prompt to think about your loved one in maybe a different way that you hadn't thought about them before. Um, and to kind of think about new ways of your grief and hopefully be a really cathartic and comfortable experience.
0: Yeah, and it's just another extension of the work you're doing that Some people like to be alone and do things with with themselves and, and sort of like navigate on their own. And these cards are an extension of they're still through Untangled Grief, but some people need that solo time to do that work. So those are available on your website and you made it super easy. Everything's Untangled Grief, the website, the app and all your handles, that's a good business practice right there, easy to find. <laughs> That's great to hear, great to hear. Yes, all good things. Well, I learned so much from my guests and I am always inspired by their drive and you are no exception. You have turned your grief into action and by doing so, you are helping so many. So I would be honored if you would close out the show today. Is there a final message you would like to leave with the listeners?
2: Oh my gosh. It's always a hard one, isn't it? Um, do you know what? I think I'd really like to pull back on what you were saying earlier about trusting your gut. Um, I think, I think it's so important and it's quite often overlooked. Um, and it was it was like I was saying right at the beginning about my decision to to leave my very stable, comfortable, well paid job to actually start untangle grief. Um, but I could tell in my gut that I was really excited about the potential <laughs> through telling everyone else about it. Um, so I think yeah, it's it's really important. Your your body will will let you know. Um, the path that you need to go on um so yeah I think that's the message that I would leave everybody
1: with I
0: love it oh thank you so much emma
1: deep and calm your waters <laughs> feel your quiet words are served to soothe my way with so